0: Okay, listeners, my two favorite Mind Body Green supplements are now in a handy little pair. Introducing Glow from the Inside Out Bundle Plus, a beauty bundle with both Mind Body Green's Beauty and Gut Collagen Plus and Cellular Beauty Plus. Considering how much I recommend both of them, I couldn't be more excited. By using these two supplements together, they help you go beyond the surface to protect, hydrate, and rejuvenate your skin. Both Cellular Beauty Plus and Beauty and Gut Collagen Plus help reduce the size of wrinkles and fine lines while encouraging your skin's hydration, elasticity, and smoothness. In combination, these science-backed formulas deliver key antioxidants, skin barrier-supporting actives, and high-quality collagen from grass-fed cows to support glowing skin from within. I take both every day, and I feel comforted knowing that my skin is being taken care of. Visit MindBuddyGreen slash Glow and use code BeautyPod to save twenty percent off your first month when you subscribe to the bundle. Hi, everyone, and welcome to MindBodyGreen's Beauty Podcast, Clean Beauty School. I am MindBodyGreen's beauty director and your host, Alexandra Engler. Today's episode is a very special one. Today, I am chatting with the iconic beauty vet, Bobby Brown. As I often talk about in this podcast, my first memories in beauty often involve my mother. I can remember what creams she used, the perfumes she wore, and what I found most fascinating at a young age, the makeup. I remember very distinctly when she bought her very first Bobby Brown makeup palette with its soft beige and natural looking shades. She'd grow her collection to include the brushes, the lipsticks, the glosses, you name it. In fact, her all-time favorite lip color is this very distinct brownish brick red from Bobby that they actually don't make anymore. And to this day, Whenever I see a similar shade of brick red, I always think of that Bobbi Brown lipstick and my mother. She would always use every tube down to the last swipe. And whenever she'd order more of her Bobbi Brown makeup, she'd give me the mini travel size samples that come along with it. So it is safe to say I am a lifelong fan of Bobbi. She's always been known in the industry for her low lift, barely there aesthetic. It is a look that is all about enhancing your own features using very natural shades and very soft techniques. And that is exactly what her new endeavor is all about. Jones Road Beauty is a line of clean makeup and skincare hybrids that has become a staple for no makeup makeup fans like myself. I am a loyal user of Jones Road, so I was definitely eager to talk to her about her signature no makeup makeup look, as well as the evolution of the beauty industry, her own wellness habits, and so, so, so much more. Without further ado, Bobby, welcome.
1: Oh, thank you for having me.
0: I'm so excited to have you on today. I am such a huge fan of yours. I have been using your products and following your advice for quite some time. So to have you to join this conversation today is just means the world to me. And I cannot wait to dive into all the things that we are going to discuss. But before we get into that, I would love to just ask you a few more personal questions. You know, I always start this podcast by asking people to share their journey, but you know, I know you have shared that story time and time again. So instead of asking that, I am going to ask, do you have any important memories surrounding beauty that, that sticks out to you maybe while you were young or at the start of your career that that really shaped your journey in the beauty industry?
1: Well, I mean, I think of two things that come to mind. First is, you know, my, my memory of my mother and my grandmother and my aunt just how they used their makeup and just how beauty was, you know, kind of came from inside. I mean, my mother was incredibly glamorous when she was young and she was always using makeup to look tan and healthy and make her eyes stand out. My grandmother, my aunt were not the beauty people, but I used to always watch them put on their lipstick on their cheek and, they were just wonderful women so that kind of really helped shape me with who i am and i also fell in love with with makeup watching them but i what really changed for me because i was always trying to be prettier and more beautiful and i was experimenting a lot as a kid as a lot of you know high school and middle schoolers do when I went to see the movie Love Story and saw Allie McGraw, and she was, it was the first time I saw like an outdoorsy, healthy, brunette girl who I thought was gorgeous that I could understand, okay, I could be pretty too. So the, if, you, if you haven't seen Love Story, I tell you to, to watch the movie. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. And she just was such an iconic.
0: I love hearing when people tell me that their families and they're watching their mothers interact with beauty shaped their own views. Was there anything that, you know, your grandmother or your mother told you about beauty that really stuck with you?
1: Well, I don't think my grandmother ever talked about it because she was not a beautiful woman, not traditional, but she was just so wonderful and. She loved me so much that she thought I was so gorgeous because she loved me so much. So what really stood out for me was that, you know, it's so, it really goes hand in hand, being a good, positive person equals beauty, where you can't just, it's not about being a model or a Barbie doll. It's really about just being, you know, yourself and being loved. And, and you know, love was something that was really, really shown in our family. So I think that to me, love and beauty kind of go hand in hand. You know, my mother, on the other hand, you know, was so beautiful and she always wanted me to be more beautiful and more glamorous. And I think that the difference between my mom and my grandmother is my mother would always like take me makeup shopping or take me to do things. We would do spa nights. So there was very active, you know, self-care, but also, you know, she's the first one that took me to a makeup store so I could learn to put my own makeup on, which was a disaster, by the way.
0: Well, you eventually obviously figured it out. I did. Um, (laughs) So, you know, I want to ask,
1: what is your beauty philosophy? You know, my beauty philosophy has always been kind of the same, and it's just that I do believe that everyone is beautiful, and the more that you realize that you are you and not someone else, the more beautiful you become. And I truly do believe that, you know, if the nicer you are on the inside, it certainly reflects on the outside. But the other really important part of the equation, and this goes without saying, you can't be beautiful if you're not healthy. You can't. I mean, I saw it firsthand when I was a young makeup artist and models would come in and they were, you know, 20 years old and they'd be so beautiful and fresh and, you know, coming from Idaho or wherever, Connecticut. And, And then you'd see them in a couple of years come back from Europe and they'd be doing drugs and smoking cigarettes. And they just looked bad. They just looked haggard and old, even though they were, you know, early 20s. And then when I started working with supermodels, like some of them were so nice, some of them were so awful. And honestly, the awful ones, I started looking at and finding things wrong with them and not finding them so beautiful. It was really interesting.
0: You know, that glides into my next question. People obviously know you so much for makeup and the role that you've played in the beauty industry, but you have always had a strong relationship with wellness. And I'm curious, where does that come from?
1: Well, when I was growing up, you know, I'm someone that has always struggled with my weight since I was a young kid. So my mother and I, besides doing beauty, we would be on diets, you know, diets used to have names back then, the Beverly Hills Diet. The HOV, which was honey oil and vinegar diet, like we tried, we're going from one thing to another, and then we'd be eating ice cream on a Sunday night in our bathrobe. So, you know, there was always some interesting, you know, juxtaposition. But as I got older, and I mean, my 20s, and I moved to New York, and everyone was quote unquote, like cleansing. And back then, cleansing was... Just drinking juices, not eating anything, water fast for days. And that's what, you know, the models and the fashion people were doing. I did one very long cleanse and I lost so much weight. My father came to visit and for whatever reason, he said, You look terrible. And he took me out for dinner to eat some liver. I, I can't even fathom the idea um, that I ate liver, but I guess I did back then. So I've always been someone that has been somehow thinking about my diet, but then I finally realized that I was either on or off a diet, and it makes no sense. I'm like, this is really stupid. Let me find what actually works, and then let me just eat, you know, the healthy yeah. food. So I started bringing my own food to shoots because when you're on a, you know, a makeup set. The most incredible array of food is is, you know, displayed for lunch, and there's pastas and cakes and cookies and breads. And I would, you know, eat this very beautiful, expensive food. And I didn't even realize it at the time. I would either get a stomach ache or I would just crash in the afternoon, or I'd crash after I ate a bagel. And so I started just paying attention to how I felt. And not thinking about what's gonna make me lose or gain weight. And I stopped eating things that made me feel bad. I thought that was a good idea. So I kinda started cutting things out. And then I just got really interested in how much better I felt when I ate certain things. And so I started building my diet around those things. And I have now, I mean, I would consider myself an intuitive eater. I have literally followed every single paleo and, you know, I got to be a vegan. I've tried everything and none of it works because I, for me personally, it works for some, I need to be able to feel good about my choices and not have someone make me feel bad because I ate a grain that day. So, you know, that's my philosophy is, you know, eating what makes you feel good and just paying attention to yourself. You know, I think it's so
0: interesting how the fashion and beauty and wellness industries have almost married at this point. And and I'm curious, you know, just from somebody who has been in the industry for so long, what is it like seeing that shift in that dynamic of how we view health and wellness in regards to fashion and beauty?
1: Well, I think it's a good thing, first of all. And I personally think that health and wellness has overtaken fashion, you know, maybe not beauty, but certainly, you know, it could be just me, but just in general, you know, it's not about what, you know, trendy pointy shoes you're wearing. It's really about what you can eat to feel good and be healthy that actually tastes good. So I find that a lot of people are realizing that all the other things that used to matter so much, like having the latest designer, you know, on your, on your body or, Or, you know, coming out of an exercise class that you, you know, make you feel so good. It's like, what are you going to choose? And certainly the pandemic has really, I think, helped people realize what really matters and what's important and health is definitely important. So, but because things kind of land in the fashion industry first, you know, the models are coming from Europe and their agents got them with the top doctors and the top nutritionists and the new classes. And then the models tell the makeup artists and the stylists. And so there's always been like a trickle down effect. And I, and that has happened, you know, in my industry for years. And even now when I get together with different people, you You know, people are always talking about the newest, what they heard, what works for them, and now everyone's into all the different apps and all the you know do the DNA information and how you take certain vitamins. Like it's so fascinating, and it's gone so far over the place that I think what really, for me personally, works, and maybe just because I'm overwhelmed by all the information, is being really mindful and moderate, and, and, and individual. So you revolutionized the makeup industry
0: in so, so many ways. One being that makeup should enhance people's natural beauty. You know, I really think that your approach to beauty came at a time when people were so hungry for it. And you really just made this beautiful aesthetic that was just so clearly you. And I, I think, and I know it's kind of having a resurgence. I, I see you all over TikTok. I feel like <laughs> I, you know, Jones Road is having such a moment and, you know, I really feel like people are kind of, I don't know, they're just over that Instagram aesthetic and really mm-hmm. trying to get back in touch with themselves. And, you know, I'm curious, why are you drawn to this aesthetic and why do you think it's having a moment now?
1: Well, it's funny because when I started Bobby Brown Cosmetics, I was, you know, 31 years old. I had just had my first child who is now 31 years old and just got married. And, you know, I lived in the suburbs and I started this makeup basically line, you know, based on my experience being a makeup artist and not finding colors I liked. And so, yes, I was part of the movement because I thought people looked better with makeup that, you know, was the color of their skin. So I did that for so long. And I, you know, I, after I sold the company, I stayed 22 years as an employee trying to keep what I believe alive. But, you know, things change when you're part of a big corporation and you end up doing things because, you know, marketing or something tells you to do something. And I left. And after I left, I didn't know what I was going to do. I dabbled in, you know, health and wellness brand. I, you know, had a brand called Evolution 18. I walked away from that in September because the makeup line, you know, was definitely keeping me more interested. And I didn't think I was going to go back into makeup, but I really found that with my, you know, health and wellness passion, I don't know if I call it an obsession, but a passion. And how I was personally living my life. You know, my hair was not getting blown out every day. I was wearing my hair in a ponytail. I was wearing very little makeup, just enough so I looked better. And I really did start looking for clean makeup, and I didn't see it on the market. And I also didn't believe that, you know, makeup should be over marketed, over packaged, certainly full of chemicals. And I, also thought that makeup should just look like you're not wearing makeup, which is kind of what I thought like 30 something years ago, but it, you know, it evolved. So I started Jones road the day my non-compete went out. I did not think it was going to blow up like it has. I did not think that I, number one, I didn't think I was still relevant. You know, I'm in my 60s. You're always relevant, Bobby. (laughs) Well, I'm in my 60s. All right. So uh, the world was different. TikTok and all the influencers and the contour and all this stuff, which I was, you know, not really part of and didn't really, you know, it yeah. wasn't me. But when I launched Jones Road, I realized there's other people that are like me, you know, and it's, it's, it's not about age. It's about someone in their 20s or someone in their 70s. And people just want to look good and they want to do it quickly and they want to do it, you know, before or after a quick yoga class. And the world has changed so much. So Jones Road for me was, you know, a I don't have to work, but I don't play golf. I don't play tennis. I can't sit still very well. And I'm very curious. So <laughs> sure. Jones Road is really a, a way for me to be in control again. I'm the boss and I get to create what I really believe in. and be part of, you know, the direct to consumer market and, you know, just what, what do I have to offer? You know, yes, I could teach people how to line their eyes and put makeup on, but I can also teach lifestyle and life lessons at the same time. So, yeah, you know, that's what I do.
0: I'm curious when people come to you, are they hungry for, you know, these tips that aren't about contouring or aren't about this Instagram brow, because I, I got so sick of that aesthetic for so long. And I, and I do hope that the pendulum is swinging in the opposite direction. Do you see that?
1: You know, I, I think that our world is not only so big and it's, it's so extra big now because of how we live our life, you know, virtually Sure. That You know, more and more people are just opening up and clicking and being able to see view things and more people are able to create these, you know, content worlds for themselves. And look, I think it's a great thing, but I do think there's a lot of people that would not be interested in Jones Road. They would you know, they don't want something other than looking like the YouTube stars. That's, and that's okay. We yeah. are allowed to be different. Mm-hmm. There's enough people that want what I like, and that's great. And there's enough you know, people that maybe don't that might fall in love with one or two of the formulas, and that's fine too. I think, in, especially in this day and age, I am not want to get political. It's okay to be friends with people that are different than you.
0: Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And it's okay to like different types
1: of beauty brands, you know? Yes. Um, I mean, very few people have a makeup bag that only has one brand because there's a lot out there. for sure. Yeah.
0: You know, on that point that goes seamlessly into my next question is, you know, talking about how the industry has changed, obviously, quote unquote, clean beauty and clean makeup and clean skincare is... I hesitate to call it a movement because I don't think it's no longer a movement, but, you know, it's this thing that is ubiquitous in the space now. And, you know, did you see this coming? What, you know, what sort of changes do you see as an insider in the industry, thanks to this clean beauty, you know, movement for lack of a
1: better word? Well, I mean, I'll be really honest. I was someone in the, you know, traditional makeup world. And by the way, I still don't think there's anything wrong with traditional makeup. And, you know, you put it on, you wash your face, you take it off. Like I don't, you know, I'm not one of these intense people and I'm not someone that's going to run around saying you shouldn't do that. You should only do this. I believe people make a choice, but my personal, you know, growth was about, I stopped using like chemicals in my house. I, my cleaning Everything was clean. I liked it better. I liked the smell. I liked the feel. And why would I want to walk into that harsh chemical smell? I know it's not good for you. I couldn't even imagine, you know, I don't want to trash those candles that our mothers or our grandmothers use that you buy in, you know, the grocery store that are pure on, you know, terrible for you. And those, you know, bad sprays and all that stuff. During COVID, I did go out and buy stock up on Lysol, which was really hard to get. I mean, same. I definitely went out and got the hardcore stuff. (laughs) We did. But I, you know, I'm back to my shampoos and my things being as, you know, clean as possible. And when I set out to create Jones Road and thinking about what I wanted it to be, I didn't say I'm going to be, you know, a crusader for the clean market. No, I want to make the best quality product that are easy to use, that look good on people's skin, that really gets a new aesthetic to women to understand how good they look when they have no makeup on and how just a little bit of the right makeup. It's a different way of looking at themselves and at beauty. And of course, it's going to be clean. I mean, there's no reason to to not. And I was really lucky because I had breakfast with the head the founder of Credo, which for those of you guys that don't know it, it's a natural makeup store that only sells clean products. It's kind of like, you know, a Sephora for people that want clean brands. And she gave me the Credo list, which I, I believe is probably on their website, but what what you're not allowed to have in a product. So I didn't even know what any of these 2,700 ingredients were, but at least I got to hand them to the chemist and say, don't include these in anything. And you know, it was touch and go. And I'm shocked that I was able to make like not only my favorite mascara in my whole life, but my favorite mascara in, you know, in the clean formula. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I mean, it doesn't thrilled. budge, which is, it doesn't uh, budge, yeah, which is very not, hard for clean mascara, right, but it's not like, we don't say it's waterproof or water resistant. Like we are not a company that lives on claims and it just happens to stay on, but yeah. it washes off with water. It's like bizarro. I want to talk a little bit more about
0: how you are using these products in the collection and how other people can use their products at home. Do you have any makeup tips that you feel everyone should know? Are there any kind of universal truths to makeup?
1: Well, certainly. You know, first of all, you have to start with with your skin. And, you know, of course, eating right and make, getting your skin the best possible quality is, you know, really makes a big difference. But moisturizer, like think of moisturizer, not as something that's going to get your, you know, skin to change over time, but something that is going to make your skin instantly look better. Some days I put moisturizer on and I layer a couple of them and I look in the mirror, I'm like, oh my God, I look so much better because guess what? I was probably dehydrated. My lifestyle Probably dehydrated me. You yeah, know, I like a nice clean cocktail, and God forbid I do two of them. I wake up in the morning, my skin doesn't look good. Well, I could make it look better by using the skincare that I have. You know, that's so that is number one is find the right skincare so your skin looks better.
0: I am going to take a moment to pause here because it is something that we have been talking a lot about internally on our Mind Body Green Beauty team sometimes i can't help but feel discouraged when i look in the mirror and i see fine lines and sallow looking skin i always think to myself oh my god am i aging faster than i want to and so i think it's a good reminder to take a step back take a breather and remind yourself that oftentimes those quote unquote signs of premature aging are just dehydration And this dehydration can come internally and externally. Of course, you should address the surface level of the skin by applying a cushiony moisturizer and your favorite hydrating actives. But you also wanna make sure that you are staying hydrated internally. You can do this by clocking your recommended intake of water a day, as well as eating water-dense foods like cucumbers, apples, blueberries, celery, watermelon, and so many other fruits and vegetables. If you want to take it a step further, you can even add in hydrating skin supplements such as hyaluronic acid and phytoceramides.
1: The second thing is find what you could use so you can get rid of like any kind of darkness under the eyes. So you could instantly make yourself look brighter under the eyes and on any redness on your face. Those are usually two different colors. You got to find oh, really? your own. Oh, it's, yes, because you need... Think about it, you need lighter under the eyes because you're darker under the eyes. And if you did anything that light on your face, it's gonna make your redness or your blemish stand out. So you need one, you know, your pencil should be the color of your skin, on your forehead, on your cheek. And that's the only way. And often women have different color foreheads from their faces. Because your forehead gets more sun than the rest of your face. Sure. So I would, I would usually go for the darker color that matches the forehead and then just kind of, you know, smush it on your face so it looks So you should have a concealer natural. wardrobe. I like this. You should. You know, <laughs> it, it's, a, con- it's a concealer, but it's also a foundation. Like I'm not someone that likes a heavy foundation on anyone's skin. I, I like to just say, oh my God, your skin looks amazing. Not, oh, you have a foundation on. So I like it more skin-like. And then, you know, the next, then after that, look, I think everyone looks better with blush. So whether it's just a bit of something, whether it's, a, you know, a brighter one, it's up to you. And who doesn't look better with black mascara? Who doesn't look better with a teeny bit of, you know, eye pen, eyebrow pencil? And if you, you know, add a, add a liner, don't add a liner. Add an eyeshadow, don't add an eyeshadow. Like it's those things are so much either personal style or really mood. And the same thing for lips. I am not a lipstick lover, like a traditional intense lipstick. I love a balm or a gloss, just a, like a hint of color. And I made this miracle balm, which, you know, was a, a happy accident. And oh, it is literally... That? It, because I was trying to make something else. Okay. And it's not. Because it's my favorite had... product, by the way. Oh, so it's... that
0: tickles me yeah. that it wasn't even supposed to be in the no, collection. It wasn't,
1: it wasn't supposed to be. And it's, you know, a very large part of our sales yeah. because it's the only thing like it on the market. And it's basically a skincare that's tinted. We have one without color, but it's a skincare that's tinted that you literally could use instead of a foundation instead of a lipstick, instead of a blush, instead of an eyeshadow, it's like one thing you could just put on, you could layer them. Now we're, some have like more texture, some have more color. We'll be coming out with a one with a brighter color so people could layer them. And it's just, it's like a one and done product, which I love.
0: I was going to ask you about it too, because, you know, it, it catches the light in the most delicious way yeah. I and mean, your skin just oh my god it looks like heaven when you're wearing yeah. it. So I wanted to ask you how do you play with light because I actually personally have troubles with this and I struggle with giving it as advice to people as well. So, you know, I have to ask the master.
1: Right. <laughs> well, it's funny because I'm I'm a hugely about the light both in my house and, you know, when I take a photograph or I used to study models' faces at shoots and photographs. And I would look at where the light was hitting them. And it sometimes it looked like there was makeup in a spot, but it was actually the light. So when I kind of make the products, it reminds me of those moments in light. So we have one called Magic Hour, which is like, you know, that magic hour, either first thing in the morning or late in the afternoon. And you just, you know...
0: Everyone looks good
1: in it. Everyone looks good. Well, this you could put on any time and it's like, you just look good. And it looks like you've hit that magic hour. So that's always in my my bag now. It's kind of, you know, I wear it on my eyes. I don't wear it on my lips because it makes my lips too pale. I don't want a pale lip. But, you know, other people love that kind of shimmery, paler lip. And I use the Balm's usually more than one at a time. I'll use one that has more color, like sun-kissed makes you look like you're wearing a bronzer and tan. Tawny, when my skin looks a little too yellow because I have pretty yellow skin, tawny kind of cuts the yellow and adds a little bit of redness. So if you're someone that has a lot of red in the skin, bronze is a color for you. I don't like bronze on me because it's too warm. I like cool colors better on me. The
0: last makeup tip I want to ask you about is how do you get that, you know, really beautiful, clean, but natural looking canvas? You know, you mentioned the concealer trick earlier, but do you have anything else that you tell people when they're trying to get that really nice, just like beautiful, natural looking complexion that doesn't feel overly done? Because even mm-hmm. myself, I struggle with finding that balance. Right.
1: Right. Well, it's honestly, it's the it's the magic ticket, and it's I for me, it's so easy. And you know, I try to train my artists, and some of them see it more than others. It's about getting. It's first before you think of the color, it's about the texture. So you start with the moisturizer, and you know, depending on my skin, I'll either go for the miracle cream or I will go for the light moisture cream, depending how dry it is. Sometimes I'll layer both. And if it's really dry, I might put on the, you know, our oil stick, you know, in, in spots that are drier. And then I look in the mirror, I'm like, oh my God, I look so much better already. And then I look in the mirror and say, okay, the texture looks good, but the color needs some work. So I'll lighten under the eyes. And I also do the light under the eye on the inner corner. Like there's that socket If you look in the mirror Because I have deep set eyes and by putting it there, it just really opens up your eyes. And again, it's, it shouldn't look like it's white under your eyes. It should just look brighter than you are if it's the right color. And that's a whole nother story. But then on your skin, you just, I always start with the pencil around the nose, get rid of the redness. I will then look on any spots and I'll even, I'll put the pencil on that and I blend it in. And then once you, once you do that, then you look in the mirror and say, okay, I'm even now, but now what? Then I take the balm and I just kind of pat gently on, the, on my face and that will add color, sometimes a little bit more texture that's needed because, you know, depending on the person, does the pencil make your skin a little drier? You know, did I use not enough cream? Like there's all those things to kind of get used to. And once you do that, you should be okay. And then whatever else you do is secondary, but it's getting those, it's kind of like when you find the right bra and underwear, which yeah. is not easy to do, by the way. Your clothes no. look better. It's the same thing, you know, with makeup.
0: Okay, so the next section that I want to chat with you about is what do you do to take care of yourself? You know, this question is a broad one. And so we'll break it down into little bits and pieces. Let's start with your wellness routine. You know, I always say everything is skincare. So, you know, going from how much you sleep to what you eat. And, you know, the first part of your wellness routine that I like to start with is how do you take care of your mental health? Do you have any rituals or things that you do regularly that that help you keep sane in times like this?
1: Well, I'm really lucky because I have a community around me, which I call my posse sometimes. And that includes my husband, my three sons, my two to four nephews, depending physically where I am, their, their girlfriends. And now a couple of them have wives. And these are, it's my circle of people that, you know, make me feel comfortable, make me happy. I've also got a similar circle with my friends. You know, you don't need tons, sure. but I have enough that I can pick up the phone and say, you know, whatever. And then I have a little bit of a work posse who are like family. So to me, it's about people and it's about community. And that's that's what keeps me grounded, by the way. And I I just think in general, You know, I, I'm very, very comfortable talking about what's bothering me. I don't keep it in. So I don't, you know, I don't, I don't have a shrink. I do have a practice where I see a chiropractor who actually does like techniques that gets rid of emotions and just keeps everything really balanced. And I see him once a week. And okay. it has has helped me a lot. When I was going through a r you know, the toughest time after I left Bobby Brown Cosmetics, if I didn't have him and I was going twice a week, he just helped me get rid of, you know, releasing a lot of trapped emotion, which people don't realize mm. how how much you have.
0: Yeah. I mean, emotions do stay in the body. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I mean,
0: I'm curious now, did you, do you physically feel the release when you go to him?
1: I just walk out of there always feeling better. And, you know, I go in there and I, I, like today, I went in there, I go on Wednesdays and, and he says, how are you, how are you doing? I said, I actually feel really good and really calm. And, you know, he was able to find three or four things that he needed to adjust and fix. And then he was right. Oh yeah. My neck did feel this. Oh yeah. You know, he's working on a, you know, a part of my foot that's been bothering me, where some people might run for surgery. He's been helping it, you know, naturally calm, calm itself down. So, you know, it's, I feel really lucky to have him. But the other thing that I find is so incredibly important in this whole scheme of things is exercise. Yeah. So it's I like, wanted to, to me, ask you how you move your body. You know, to me, it's the fountain of youth. Yeah. So I mean my dad is eighty six and he besides being a children's book author in his uh, second or third career, he boxes at eighty-six wow. years old. And you know, it's it's incredible to me. I've been working with a trainer twice a week and, and I mean not a heavy duty I'm gonna kill you kind of trainer guy, but someone that is strategically helping me get stronger so I can you know carry my groceries and get up and down and sit on the floor and you know do all the things that I did in my 30s that I am now in my mid 60s which I can't even believe I I say I also walk and mm. I've been really missing walking because I don't really walk when I'm cold sure. so walking has been like great for my brain and I usually I should be listening to music but I use the time to call my friends To call people at work because I have nothing else to do except to talk. So um, walking is good, and you know I do a little yoga. I I I'm gonna say I dabble with meditation. I don't meditate. I could literally do it for 60 seconds, sometimes 120 seconds. (laughs) But I, you know, I do. I'm really into realizing that I sometimes don't breathe. Sure. And so, work I'm, is important. Reminding, yeah, I'm reminding myself to breathe. And I struggle mostly with drinking enough water that I tell mm. everyone to make sure you do.
0: So, you mentioned that you practice mindful eating and intuitive eating. What does a typical day look like for you in terms of your nutrition?
1: Well, you know, I'm also someone that I wish I could eat the same thing every day, but it changes. I also. Yeah. I I love really simple food, but I'm someone that loves, I'm a crunch person more than a mush person. So I either for breakfast during the week, you know, I, I've been doing actually the mind body green collagen shakes. I really love it, but I changed it from being a smoothie. I now make a hot cocoa with it. In the aft as an afternoon snack, in my Love that. my my Nespresso frother with a little bit of almond milk, it's delicious. But breakfast for me is either you know one egg and one piece of gluten free toast. I think my favorite one. I think it's called Simply Needs. It's the only one that I think tastes like regular bread. It's sourdough, and I have that for breakfast, and then for lunch, you know, it's some kind of protein vegetable if I didn't eat bread for breakfast I might do a turkey you know lettuce tomato mustard sometimes I throw in you know a piece of um, cheese depending what I have and you know I know all my all my vegan friends are going oh <laughs> yes I don't overdo anything I still, but yes I, I, I still eat cheese too and butter right. Ugh, and I right butter. and I do too and a touch of butter by the way is the same calories of olive oil, I buy like the best quality of each thing I could find. So I'm I I I will buy cheese. I'll buy organic cheese. Yeah look at the ingredients. If there's any potato starch I mean I know the brands now that I buy, I'm not gonna buy it. So it's like I don't think people realize that there's potato starch in cheese. Like why? So, yeah. you know, it I, I've discovered that a 50 calorie piece of delicious cheese will actually sustain me. And I don't love avocado as much as every health nut in the world. So I'd and rather, have, rather a,
0: have cheese than I have would cheese.
1: rather have cheese. And you know how many people that I've paid a lot of money to that have said, you can't eat it. <laughs> I'm like, well, guess what? I don't pay you now. I'm, I'm by myself and I'm eating a piece of cheese and I'm really happy for it. So, you know, I agree. will I eat potato chips? No. Would I like to? Yes. But no, I, I don't do that dinner. And then I try to make it through till dinner, but I don't eat enough at lunch to fill me up. So again, I have a hot cocoa in the afternoon or, you know, an apple and some almond butter. And, you know, some days I do have organic peanut butter cause it just tastes better. I know it's this, I know it's that, but I like it better. So yeah. I do peanut butter. And then dinner for me is always family. So, you know, my, my new daughter-in-law is an amazing chef. She cooks most nights or we go out for dinner. And I usually have a nice cocktail with my dinner. And it's either one vodka on the rocks or a tequila on the rocks. And, and that's it. And I have fruit for dessert most nights. Sure. And I try nice to shut day. off. Yeah, and I try to shut off by eight o'clock, nine, the latest. And
0: by that, do you mean like phone and work and the whole thing?
1: Yeah, definitely phone and work and from the kitchen. You know, it's so easy to walk back into the kitchen and nibble, you know, put my hand in the popcorn, nuts, something, but I just stopped doing that. And it, you know, I don't, I don't miss it. I'll have a cup of tea sometimes, Sure, but that's about it.
0: Last but not least, your yeah. beauty routine, We're we're at the final hmm. question. I need to know what you do yeah. for your
1: skin. Well, I wash my face every night, and I either use coconut oil to take my makeup off. I also have some kind of, mis- 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 I never know how to say it, mis- micellar water. Oh, micellar yeah, water. micellar water. Yeah, micellar water, I don't really understand it. I actually have a clean brand one, but it takes all my eye makeup off really quickly. Mm -hmm.
0: So micellar water is a handy skincare ingredient that works like magic for cleansing the face and removing makeup. But how does it work in reality? Well, it is a soft water that has tiny capsules of oil suspended in it. These tiny, tiny capsules of oil are actually how it gets its name. In chemistry, these are referred to as micelles. Now, under normal circumstances, water and oil do not mix, but thanks to this micelle technology, you are able to suspend the microscopic oil droplets into the water. They are so small that you really can't even notice them. It honestly looks like just regular water. And then when you use it on your face, the water in the formula is able to lift off the dirt and the skin cells while the oil is able to dissolve excess sebum and oil-based
1: makeup. And wash my face, put a moisturizer on and fall into bed. So I, I keep, yeah, I keep things next to my bed. Cause usually I'm so tired by the time I get to bed. Cause I don't stop during the day. I end up grabbing either my hippie stick or something emollient and I start with my feet and then I put it on my legs and on my hands. And if I don't have enough on my face, I'll just put it on my face. And that's my bedtime routine. Wow.
0: I feel like a lot of women are going to appreciate that because I I think sometimes we get inundated with the idea that we need to be doing so many things and to hear you keep it simple. And, you know, obviously you look as gorgeous as you do. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people uh, are going to hear that and breathe a sigh of relief that they too can keep it simple.
1: (laughs) I keep it really simple. I don't use, you know, serums and all sorts of toners. I do, I did find a cream and I hate recommending it because it's really expensive, but it's called Augustinus spotter. Mm,
0: yes. And it's the one in the uh.
1: blue bottle and I've been using it for over a year and I cannot tell you the difference of my skin and I use it with the Jones road products and it's, it's a game changer.
0: You know, it really is. And I've recommended it on mind, body green a few times. And I too always, you know, I struggle with recommending super, super expensive products, but it's worth it. I don't know what to say. You know say. it is, and, and if, if you, you can afford about, it,
1: and if you think about all the stuff you waste money on, mm, and if you, mm-hmm. and it'll actually save you money if you yeah. don't buy all those things that are half the price, and you know the small bottle I think is like eighty dollars. They do have you know different values, different times, and that lasts a month. So add up your Starbucks, right? Add up your $5 and $7 every single day Starbucks. And I would just trade it in for the for the bader cream.
0: Yeah. Or just add up all the, you know, less expensive tinctures and tonics that people are encouraged right. to buy and say, okay, well, I'm actually going to turn all of those into this one nice cream and call it a day. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or save it for your birthday and let someone, you know, a big bottle. Oh, there bottle you go. The yeah. Year.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it'll last like you that. a couple months yeah
0: well thank you so much for all of your advice i so thoroughly enjoyed chatting with you and getting all of your wellness tips and your makeup advice and also just you know hearing more insights on on what you've been up to lately and your thoughts on the industry you are such an icon for a reason, and I know so many people just, you know, they they have such a strong connection with you. So thank you so much for joining. Oh,
1: my pleasure. My pleasure. I love talking to you.
0: Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for coming by and listening to today's episode. If you liked this episode and you like this podcast in general, don't forget to rate and review us.